Hello and welcome to Underneath the Hats podcast. I am your host, Cherie Simmons, and today's topic will be your joy, my relationship with daddy. So I decided to discuss father-daughter relationships today because last week I focused on mother-daughter relationships. And sometimes fathers tend to get the short end of the stick when it comes to raising their children. We're led to believe that there are no good relationships out there with fathers and their children. And so I'm here today to disclaim that myth, if you will. I'm going to be very transparent in my relationship with my dad and how it has helped to shape who I am today, the type of woman I have become, the men I ended up with, and how I was able to heal from some of the things that we went through. So I always find messages within songs. And one song that really is poignant in the relationship that I had with my father. And we actually danced to this at my second wedding in July of 2016. It's called Your Joy by Chrisette Michelle. The chorus says, no one loves me just like you do. No one knows me just like you do. No one can compare to the way my eyes fit in yours. You'll always be my father, and I'll always be your joy. And so I wanted to talk about that today, your joy, my relationship with daddy. So in my book, Underneath the Hat, which is where this podcast stems from, Amanda Jane speaks on the relationship that she has with her father in the chapter called Love Foundation. So often, as adults, we don't realize how much of a role our fathers play in the type of people that we end up being with and even in the way that we see love. And I can say that my father, Andrew Boyd Sr., was 19 when he had me when my mother gave birth to me. And he had to deal with a lot of things growing up that I later found out as an adult that we had in common. His relationship with his father was similar to the relationship that I had with him because the things that you see end up being the paths that you take. That's why we have to be very careful about the things that we say and do around our children because mothers and fathers are setting the foundation for who their children will be and what they will see as right and wrong. And I said last week, if you don't, if you look at your children, they are a reflection of you. And if you don't like the reflection, clean the mirror. And that mirror is you. That means for you as a mother, you as a father to do something different so that you can see a difference in your child because they're only picking up what they see from you. So my father was young when he had me, and not only was he readying himself to be a father to me on July 3rd of 1982, 
but he then had to prepare himself to father my sister, my half sister, who was born a month and a week later by another woman. So he had two newborns a month and a week apart at 19 years old. Like, that's a lot in itself. But he was also dealing with things and issues um, with his relationship with his father that trickled down to some of the decisions that he made in order to take care of us. There were good things that he got from his dad. There were some negative things that he inherited from my grandfather. But they all played a part in the man that he became and the father that he became. I would say that I was definitely a daddy's girl. I wanted to be with my father more than I wanted to be with my mom. My father it was very affectionate. He would give us hugs and tell us he loved us. Even now, at 37, when I get off the phone with my father, he says, I love you. When I see my dad, he gives me a kiss. He gives me a hug. Even when I don't feel like it sometimes, I still get it. That's never going to change. Um, so to get that from a man early on throughout my life, that was one trait that I looked for in a man, someone who was willing and able to show his love for me, not just tell me that he loved me. Um, dealing with my father, he had a substance abuse issue with drugs. And so from the age of 10, when my parents divorced, up until I was at least in my 30s, early 30s, my father dealt with substance abuse. But I still loved him, and you better not say nothing about him. I have fought wrong men. My stepfather, I went toe-to-toe with about my daddy. Don't you say nothing about my daddy. I don't care what he's done, what he said, what he wouldn't do, what he did do. Don't you say nothing about my daddy. And so I'm still like that today, but I realized that after writing underneath the hat and going through what I went through with my first marriage and which the book is based very highly upon my real life. I realized going through de- therapy that the things that I accept from my father, the positive traits, the negative traits, the way I reacted to some of the childhood frustrations I had all stemmed from what I saw my father do. And so I ended up marrying my father in my first marriage and even in the one I'm in now. There are traits of my father that I saw in my first husband from him being charismatic and being able to cook and clean and take care of the house and and being um, loving and affectionate. And then there were also some negative things that I picked up from that I saw in my first husband from my dad, manipulation and lying. And so the negative and positive with traits were picked up or things that I saw in my father that I also felt were okay in my first husband. Because like Marion Wright Edelman says, you can't be what you don't see. And so because I saw all these things play out, either consciously or subconsciously, I look for them in my mates. And so I ended up marrying my father my very first time. And because of it, I had to go through some therapy. But my father... After a while, going through therapy, having tough conversations that we sweep under the rug. And all of us who grew up in households 
with African-American parents, black mamas and daddies and grandmamas and granddaddies. What goes on in this house stays in this house. And so we never get healed because we're so busy sweeping things under the rug or talking about them over the phone and not dealing with them. And so kids have been hurt and damaged and, and abused either physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally because we were afraid to say something. And so that trickles down that, that family tree until you have people who end up being like me, putting on a facade that everything was okay when really my foundation was cracked. And it took me turning to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and also to my therapist that I still go to after six years of realizing that there were some things that my dad had instilled in me subconsciously and consciously that were allowing me to make the decisions that I made. Now, I always say our parents are not our only influence, but they set the basis for what we look for in an influence. If my father was nice and sweet and kind, but could lie and manipulate because he was so charismatic, then that's what I thought was okay. And that's what I ended up marrying because that's what I saw. So after going through therapy and unraveling some things, pulling back the layers, digging deep into, into my relationship with my father, I realized some things about him. I realized some things about myself. And I can say now that we have began to heal a lot of the hurts and pains and have had conversations about things that we never would have had. And our relationship is so much better now because I took the first step in seeking help, speaking to someone, trying to find out why I made the choices that I made, and then being bold enough to go and having those tough conversations with my dad. And then having those conversations led to me finding out that the reason he made the decisions that he made is because of the things that he went through with his dad. So it was a chain reaction. It was a snowball effect. Some of the same things that my dad did to us, from promising us he was going to come and get us, having us waiting at the window, waiting on him, and him not showing up were the same things that he did when he was a kid, waiting on my grandfather to come and get them. Again, you can't be what you don't see, but you can also be what you do see. So it, it, it was hard on him, and be, if the man in your life is setting the tone, setting the foundation, showing you how you should act as a man or a father, then you, that's all you know to do. And that's what he did. So a lot of healing took place. A lot of forgiveness took place, not only with my father and I, but with my mom and my dad. They were able to have a conversation on my web series, my YouTube series, Underneath the Hat, check it out, um, on the topic of forgiveness. He got to apologize to her for things he had done for, to her in their marriage and in their relationship. She got to hear, I'm sorry, and I apologize, and a reason why. After 30-something years, that's big. And so I just pray that 
anyone out there listening will have these conversations with your father, with your mother, even if your father's not around. I know that most people don't know who their dad is or their dad is deceased or their dad ran out on them. Just because you don't have a physical father to have these conversations with, get you a journal, write it down, get you a picture of him when you're ready to have that conversation, paste it to a wall, tape it to a wall, tape it to a pillow, and you tell him what you have to say. Get you a person that you trust to stand in place of that man so that you can finally get everything off your chest that you need to get. Because I'm telling you, being able to have a conversation with my dad about how I felt was the best thing in the world. It feels good to be able to release all of the stress and the hurt and the pain and the anger that you feel and have been holding on on your shoulders and in your heart and in your chest and in your mind for years to be able to release that is amazing so even if you can't talk to your father in person over the phone write a letter journal something get it out please i beg of you get it out you may not be able to afford a therapist be your own therapist write down what you have to say read it to a picture of him Read it to the word dad that you've written on a piece of paper and taped it. Put his name on the wall. Do whatever you have to do to heal so that we can stop passing down these generational curses of my daddy did this. Well, my daddy wasn't there. That's why I'm with the man that I'm with. Partly true. But you also have examples of what a man can be, either on TV, in a movie, if it's a movie of a man in a fatherly role that shows the type of father you always wanted or that you want for your children, then watch what that man does in that movie on that TV show and implement those things in your life. We can no longer use the excuse of my daddy wasn't there. There are some people who've never seen their father, but they have great relationships. Find you a man that you look up to who's older or in your life in another area that you can talk to. But we can no longer use the excuse of my daddy wasn't there. We need to heal and move forward so that we could be the best people that we can be. So I just wanted to come on here and have this conversation for these few minutes. I hope that something I said can help someone out there to build a better relationship with their father if you cannot build a relationship because he's no longer here for you to be able to heal from what it is that you have felt and have been holding on for so long and to those fathers out there who are doing the best that you can are being faced with adversities from other people Continue to do all that you can do in order to make sure that you are in the lives of your daughters and your sons so that we can continue to do better by our children and better by ourselves. I want to thank you all for listening. You can find me on my social media outlets on Instagram at SMSimmons10 or at Underneath the Hat. You can also find me on Facebook. Cherie Simmons or at underneath the hat or at young ladies at all times, which is my mentoring program.
or you can find all of those things in one place on my website, SheriSimmons.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share. Have a conversation. Begin your healing process in any way that you can. One small step can lead to another and eventually can lead to you being the best person that you can be underneath the hat. See you soon.